Despite his absence, there was enough love in the room to fill the entire church. A large picture of Yaya sat at the front of the church, surrounded by many floral arrangements. His stomach was an empty pit as he solemnly took his seat in the front row. He took his daughter into his arms. I'm sorry, son, Bill said. He was the first one to speak to Indy all day. Everyone knew how much Indy had loved Yaya, and no one knew exactly what to say to make things right. Tension was at an all-time high, and everyone held their tongues. This was a heavy burden to bear, and no one could help him. He had to come to terms with Yaya's death on his own. Me too, Pops. Me too, he responded. The tone of his voice was distant as he stared into the eyes of the photo. He had always been the epitome of strength but this event had changed the course of his life. It had broken him down. He had so many regrets, but life had no do-overs. This loss couldn't be erased. There was no rewind button, and he was just trying his best to deal. The pastor of the church kept it short at Indy's request and prayed for Yaya's soul. They each rose and spoke about their fond memories of her before they departed, going their separate ways. You sure you want to be by yourself right now, homie? You look real fucked up over this. I'm no good on the mushy shit, but I can pour some Louie with you and kick back to get your mind off of everything, Chase offered. Indy shook his head and patted Chase on the back. Go home, fam. Skye is going back to New York with her grandparents. I need some time alone to get my head together. I'm good, he assured. Chase only half believed him as he watched Indy get back into the town car and pull away. Indy didn't let his tears fall until he was alone, and only one tear was able to sneak from his eyes before he hardened himself to the point of nothingness. If he opened the floodgates and allowed the dam to break, there would be no stopping his emotions. No space between zero and ten. If he drowned in his own sadness, then he would also open himself to the rage he felt, and the streets would bleed. Indy hadn't put his murder game down in quite some time. He had trained Chase to be his pit bull when he had needed someone in the streets of Houston touched. If he ordered it, then Chase bit. That was how he solved his problems. Unfortunately for Indy, this wasn't the remedy for his current predicament. Even if he were able to reach out to touch Leia, her demise wouldn't fill the vacancy in his heart. There was no replacing what she had taken away. He would feel Yaya's absence for the rest of his life. She was his one-in-a-lifetime love. Her light had been snuffed way too soon, and although he didn't let outsiders witness his self-destruction, He was rotting slowly from the inside out. His heart barely functioned anymore. Not even the sight of his daughter could brighten this gloomy day. Indy rested his head against the leather seat and closed his eyes. Seeking a moment of solace, he had to remain mentally strong. There were people who still needed him, mainly Skylar, and that left him no room to fall apart. The driver cleared his throat. I'm sorry, sir. I believe we have company. 
Indy turned and saw a black sedan with red and whites flashing on the dashboard from the inside. Pull over, Indy said. He came off his hip with the banger and slid it to the driver. Without words, the driver took the illegal weapon, pressed a button on the radio console, and a secret compartment slid out. He quickly hid the gun inside, and Indy sighed as he stepped out of the car. It wasn't much of a surprise when Agent Norris emerged from the vehicle. He flipped his cheap suit jacket back to display the weapon and badge that were on his hip. Am I under arrest? Indy asked. No, Norris said as he looked around in paranoia. I'm here to offer my condolences. If the borough had handled your daughter's case more...